Hi, welcome to the podcast, How to Be a Boss at Aging. My name's Anarchy Somerville. This week, I'll be talking to Helen Serafinowicz. And basically, she is one of the writers of Motherland, um, which is actually one of my favourite things on TV, uh, mainly because I think it's quite realistic in the way that it depicts parenting and different kinds of mothers. And I can kind of relate a little bit to most of them um, in the series. And there's actually a Christmas special coming up soon. So that'll be one reason to feel a little bit more cheery about the prospect of Christmas if you're feeling a bit worried about how all of these bubbles and hubba bubbles and mingling and mooching and all of that stuff's going to work out. Um, at least there'll be some good TV on. And um, Helen and I are talking, I guess, mainly about kind of parenting, writing and kind of that early stage of parenting where you're just feeling completely knackered all the time. Um, and we also talk a little bit about being single again, which is something that I'm not familiar with, but Helen has become familiar with. So I hope you enjoy the interview and I'll be back at the end to say ta well, I'm really excited today because I've got Helen Serafenowicz with me. Actually, I met Helen, interestingly, I think you were being interviewed by Sally Hughes on her radio show. And I yeah. think we met then. Um, yeah. And I had a bit of a girl crush on you um, oh. because I love Motherland so much. And I think I was probably drooling a little bit during the interview. because <laughs> I, I mean, I love Sally as well. And I was like, this is my best day ever on lots of different fronts. But yeah, I mean, basically, you are one of the writers of Motherland, aren't you? And you're an established writer yourself. And I just wanted to get you on because I think I love doing podcasts, talking to women about writing and how they fit writing in around their everyday lives. And I suppose a little bit, I mean, it doesn't, I don't only talk about that, but it's a bit of kind of demystifying it as well. Because I think some yeah. women think, oh, maybe you just sit in a little, beautiful, tiny shed that's curated yeah. in a kind of Instagram friendly in way. Bunting. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you spend hours sort of, I remember seeing a picture of Roald Dahl and he had this amazing writing shed and he had a little tray that he would have his breakfast and dinner and stuff brought to him but I think yeah. for a lot of women writing doesn't look quite like that so no, no I, I have my breakfast brought to me <laughs> every morning um I have to have a particular pencil that I write with right otherwise there's, otherwise there's um there's murder no I'm I'm not really an established writer I I had this idea for Motherland years and years ago and I showed it to Graham and I we, we yeah and so it just sort of grew from there I showed him all of my my the, the notes that I'd I'd kept for years sort of as soon as I became a mum I just was part of this world like like you know when you're you're suddenly part of a gang that you don't want to belong to the only thing you have in common with the members of the gang is that you've got kids the same age and um and I just found that really interesting so I showed Graham all the notes I'd been keeping about it and all these observations I'd made and then we yeah we took it to to Sharon and Holly um Sharon Horgan and Holly Walsh and that's where we started to develop it um so yeah I felt like I, I didn't feel qualified to be in a room with those three comedy gods. <laughs> what was, yeah, because those are pretty, I mean, 
I would have been a little bit intimidated, but obviously, had you had you ever written for TV before? Like, I sort of grew up in Cartoon Network, where I was a producer for a while, uh, writing tiny little things. And the odds used to do like live animated shows and stuff like that, and I'd make write all the stuff for that or little ads for cartoons and stuff but nothing for humans like for real life yeah and then so and that you know and then I I put everything on hold had my kids and as they are much more in less dependent you know and I've suddenly found myself writing with yeah so so that's my experience really I've written a couple of sketches in the past but um but nothing as big as you know motherland sitcom yeah and what about I mean so how does that work because in my mind I mean I've been watching um I'm trying to think I imagine that writers well pre-covid they sort of sit around a big table and sort of shout out lines to one another to test whether they work um because you work with a writing partner don't you when you're writing it up well we so it sort of evolved so the second series of Motherland I, I wrote with Barunka O'Shaughnessy, real name, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, and so that's how we would work. So we, what we do, we get together, we work out the theme for each episode and like an overall story arc for the entire series for each character or whatever. And then, and then we sort of, divvy up the eps so we usually do six episodes so we'll take three each and then we'll we'll break off into our pairs and and write like an outline Mm -hmm. for each episode and then we just and then we back and forth and send send notes to each other yeah and that's sort of how it starts to grow but this time it's been less sort of collaborative we've sort of branched out individually and um Sharon's been very busy on other stuff so it's been mainly myself Holly and Barunka mm-hmm. um uh working it out but yeah so yeah and then we just swap and swap and swap and and until we feel like I mean we're we're, we're filming at the moment um series three and a Christmas special and we're just there's one of us on set or, and what's know, your role then on set do people come over to sort of check stuff with you or what what are you doing on set yeah I mean so you know and so the script continues to change just slightly we we tweak it or if or if a line doesn't doesn't work if a joke isn't working quite well or also if like the costume has been lost in translation somehow or Mm. you know a prop isn't quite right uh, or you know it's just things like that that you would never think would be um worth changing until you're on set and you realize Mm. oh shit that doesn't work like we had this uh we had this scene the other day with one of the characters is eating biscuits and then we just had i just realized no she needs to eat like she needs to eat like a double biscuit to create the crumbs and (laughs) you know to make the joke make it more messy yeah so that's these things like that otherwise it just would have disappeared a little bit and it just adds a bit more color to whatever's going on in the conversation or the story or whatever Mm. do you ever have that kind of um pinch me moment where you think i can't believe that all these people socially distanced people are 
performing something that I've written and I'm having these conversations or did you sort of yeah, I mean god it, it is quite amazing because like uh, in the premiere in in lockdown in archway where it's really shit outside and raining but it, but um you know and being on set and stuff and then coming back and and it's weird because me and my brothers, me and my two brothers, Peter and James, we used to um, live together just around the corner. And I remember signing on in Archway, you know, for mm. a little bit when we were together. So yeah, it is quite, it, it's quite, it's quite lovely to think, shit, you know, I, I've, now I've got something on telly. Yeah. I know, you're on the telly box. And I mean, that's the thing is there's not, um, I think there's been people who've tried to, sort of write similar things. It was the first thing that I saw, which had a really quite an accurate black sort of view, dark view of kind of some of the different yeah. characters that you meet when you're a mother, because you've got that awful alpha mum, um, yeah. Amanda, isn't it? Based on you. Based on me, yeah, I thought so. What what one are you? Are you a, a sort of an amalgam of different different types? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, originally when I was thinking about it, Julia, was, who's played by Anna Maxwell Martin, was sort of based on me, although I'm, I, I was never a working mum, but even that, I think it's the hardest job I've ever had, looking mm. after two fucking kids. It's just <laughs> never, you're in, I had to try and explain it to Ray and my husband, well my sort of ex-husband now but mm. um uh at the time I said to him it's like being in the office all of the time 24 mm. hours you're just in the office because you think oh I'm gonna go and have it I'm gonna go to bed now and have a lovely sleep even now like my kids are 15 and 13 you still don't know what could happen in the night you know mm because kids just puke willy-nilly and you just have no idea when it's gonna happen or just someone will burst into your bedroom and say there's a spider or something like that <laughs> you've got no idea what's gonna happen and you know yeah I think so. that's um that's the problem with I am um, I mean my youngest is only coming up for two and she's a really good sleeper but then last night suddenly i think because we've had diwali here so we've had loads of fireworks going off for like and it yeah. was it's really nice but it was last night it was like really very very noisy and she just kept waking up every hour she was literally every hour crying and crying and i started to get this panic on i don't know if you remember that where if you've had quite a good natured child and then suddenly they shift like and you think yeah. what if they suddenly yeah. decide now that she's going to wake up every hour for the next couple of months. That that happens. I've heard people, you know, obviously that does that's, happen. No, you know what? That's exactly what happened to me because we lived in in Ireland where you can't buy fireworks. You can they only have them in organised events because of the IRA, I think. Mm. <laughs> um, so when we moved back to London, Wendy was uh, three. And she'd never seen fireworks just going off all, you know, all over the place. And so I was aware of it. And I thought, okay, so before she went to bed, I opened the curtains. We watched them. She, she was fascinated by them. Didn't sleep for about a year every oh, night shit. because of it. It was fine, fine, fine. And then it was like, I don't know what happened, but God, honestly, I mean, 
uh, I remember walking around Queen's Park with a, a neck brace on because I hadn't slept for so long. <laughs> and when I had slept, it had been so tense <laughs> that my, my neck was in a permanent, incredible Hulk tense <laughs> tension. But, I, oh, had, um, I had two, two teeth fell out. And um, <laughs> my, my dentist said it was because I was grinding my teeth so much in my sleep. That he said um, I needed to wear like a plastic brace to stop my jaw from clenching, but I think that's yeah. just seven years of parenting is basically made. Oh my... God, no! I have woken <laughs> up before with uh, clenched fists, with 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 the uh, indentations of my nails in the palms of my hands. <laughs> you just think I don't know what's going to happen. What is going to happen? You can't plan anything, can you? No. But yeah, I mean, hopefully we convey that reality in the show you know well that's what I like about it is that there's a bit of a there's a lot of the dynamics that go on between mums that you see there which I think a lot of people don't really talk about you know the kind of it's almost like you want to impress some mums even if you don't like them you know you kind of still want them to like you and you still want to be a member of that club well I was gonna say you know if your kid becomes busy mates with you know a kid of someone you really don't like it's really hard because <laughs> you, you you know your your priority is your child and then you just have to suck up a lot of stuff for that f- friendship to flourish or shut it down <laughs> you well, that's, know that's been one good thing well one, one tiny good thing about the whole pandemic is there's no play dates anymore so actually you you know I mean that's sad I know it's sad but it's also quite nice in that you don't have to go and have an awkward kind of cup of tea with somebody that you don't like yeah. so much um, yeah I mean play. yeah you're right although I so my policy unless I really liked them on was it was drop was a drop off just drop yeah. off drop them off and you know and for me I've always found play dates brilliant because the kids just sort themselves out you know shove them in a room lock it (laughs) make sure there are no sharp objects in there lock the door and then you know go and have a sleep (laughs) I think I've got it wrong but I think my youngest is a bit too young because she's not two yet if I do that then she may impale herself on a pencil or something yeah no (laughs) I wanted to ask you about being in your 40s because I mean what? I'm, I'm, no, I'm 36. <laughs> I think I was interested in, because you obviously said you came to writing after yeah. you'd had your kids. And so yeah. you're sort of doing what a lot of women dream about, which is kind of discovering this whole new, and it sounds like a cliche, but a new chapter. You know, you're doing all this new stuff and you're facing up to lots of exciting things in the future. What the experience of being in your 40s, has it been chiefly positive or have there been some challenges as well? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that uh, my age has, has come, come into, into it at all, apart from uh, having a bit of a bad back. But uh, I think, I feel like I've woken up from motherhood, really, since since being involved in this. And I think it happens with a lot of a lot of women, you know, and men, let's not pretend that they don't do this sometimes. But, mm. uh, but yeah, I think, you know, because, because, you know, you sort of give up your, I mean, for, for non-working moms, like, like I was, you kind of give your life over to the kids because you come, become everything, don't you? A chef, a nurse, 
you know, fucking dog's body. And then they, as they become more dependent, yeah, you sort of think, oh, okay, what am I going to do? And I'll tell you something, about 80% of, of mums that I know, for some reason, go into psychology. They study, yeah, they I've just want to be psychologists. Funny, isn't it? Mm. Where does it come from? Just know loads of people doing that. Know, who are now, now psychotherapists or whatever or it's life just, coaching there's quite a lot of that like going into coaching you know other people yeah. which is a good one yeah it's funny isn't it god no way i, I would want to do that i'd be terrible <laughs> <laughs> but what about so you feel like there's not really been because i mean part of what um when i talk to women obviously there's the whole perimenopause and menopause looming on the horizon and some women tend to get a bit more anxiety maybe or they start to feel a bit invisible like you know the opposite sex basically I mean I have this thing which I talk quite openly about which is men who are 25 years older than me suddenly think I'm fair game you know so you sort of get people who who might be old men outside pubs sort of winking at you or you know when you're walking down the street and you get slightly yeah, take you're, you're a milf yeah, no, <laughs> surely but, you're a milf well i know but it's kind of but it's for, you get for this young, younger guys yeah for younger guys you're kind of well you know you're pretty when you push a buggy you become a bit invisible anyway i think but you can get some of these feelings yeah, I can't so. you well, i guess you know when i when i was pushing buggies around i always looked like fucking wurzel gubbage you know <laughs> i always just looked knackered i don't think i i looked at myself in the mirror for about seven years you know um and what about um i was wanted to move on to what you're going to be doing next because obviously you're doing motherland but have you got any other tv stuff that you're thinking of doing yeah um, so I've, I've also i've written something well i sort of developed something with the with cbbc uh so there's a new show coming soon which happened to be filming at the same time as motherland and lockdown and all that and called nova jones which is going to be on cbbc i guess next year and I've got yeah I've just you know now I'm just trying to think of other stuff that I could I could get get going just looking for ideas really mm. and and sort of yeah I'm, I want to explore what it's like to be suddenly a single mom in uh, your 40s which is what how I find myself right now which I never mm. thought I would so exploring that kind of that kind of world and you know a lot of the women so we moved to Norfolk about seven or eight years ago and funnily enough I don't don't know if this is just a coincidence or whether it's just that Norfolk saps the the life out of marriages but all the women I've I've befriended since I lived in Norfolk have all have all split up with their partners for one reason or another but you were trying to, I remember talking to you and you, cause I was thinking about trying to move and you were saying I should try and move to Norfolk. So is that oh, not well, good? <laughs> uh, well it, it depends. Do you love your husband? <laughs> How do you do online dating if you can't meet or can you just have a socially distanced walk then I suppose with a gym? Well, I guess that's what, I guess that's what, um, yeah, I, I think that's how it works is that, you know, it depends yeah, I think it's just a, a walk and you have to carry a stick. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you touch, them, away you can t- touch them with the stick? 
basically. Yeah. No, well, no, no you beat them with it. So you get both. <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking that in a way that would really make a very exciting sort of romance because in theory if you're in lockdown and if they're not in your bubble then you can't do anything intimate with them anyway so you've then yeah. got like a month of time yeah. where you're going on lots of socially distanced walks and you're yeah. pushing them away with a stick but nothing else can happen like you can't even yeah. hold hands unless you've got hand sanitizer rubber gloves on maybe there's all kinds of uh marigolds yeah exactly <laughs> Or a big, just a big rubber suit, a black rubber suit that looks like a bondage thing. No, that's rude. But uh, I think it seems like the the this weird place we all find ourselves in at the moment has kind of triggered, you know, like a wartime. I don't know, like people are going a bit mad, sort of mm. banging all over the place <laughs> because. You know, it's like war times, isn't it? Nobody really knows. You know, is COVID just going to eventually kill everybody? So let it get your oats while you can. <laughs> that seems to be what all my mates are doing. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I'm missing out on that bloody bandwagon. It's funny because whenever I talk to people like mums in the park or on the school run, there is this kind of underlying fear that, that people are... Yeah, that, that maybe we are all heading for the apocalypse a little bit, you know? So this kind of this slight nervous laughter. Oh, you know, yes. I've got a bit of a cough, but it's not COVID. Oh, my God, what if it is COVID? You know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that yeah. real anxiety, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it, anxiety and also sort of like this sudden, sudden wave of like, fuck it then, what should we do? <laughs> oh, well, we can't do a lot, but there's that, you know, there's that kind of, I don't know who cares maybe, maybe Norwich is a bit different <laughs> to I feel like I need to have a day trip to Norwich actually oh, I it's, yeah, that'd be good. it's just full of single mums <laughs> and there are lots of nice men there as well or not really no no, no. oh dear well there needs to be an influx of nice not one not old, not elderly, but nice, eligible men as well. Yeah. Listen, Helen, thanks a lot for taking the time today. Oh. And I absolutely love Motherland. It's like I always get very excited when it comes on. And oh. I think, um, yeah, you know a lot about those, those tricky dynamics. And I think it's really hard to bring that to life in a funny way because sometimes it can feel a bit grim as well but it's great yeah I mean we 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 did have this discussion about do we do we write in COVID to the show you know what I think everyone's so bloody pissed off with it that we haven't and so it's just try although we filmed it on a COVID riddled set we you know we haven't sort of referenced it and I think that's a good decision. We so we've got a Christmas special, and it's we fil- we've just finished filming it, and it's going to be on this Christmas. Oh, that would be amazing! Do you know what day it will be out, or will it just be in the run up to Christmas? I think it's going to be something like the twenty second of December, something like that. Oh, so perfect. Gotta watch out for that. It's quite funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thanks a lot, Helen, and um, yeah, thanks for agreeing to. I really do love all your stuff, and I know I'll be looking out for more of your exciting and your CBBS thing as well. Is it CBBS yeah. or C? Yeah, CBBC. CBBC. Okay, yeah. that's more my daughter's oh. age. All right, thanks a lot, love. Oh. 
Thanks for listening. I think when I listen back to that interview, I'm slightly embarrassed because I sound like some sort of awful, overgrown schoolgirl who's fawning all over the place. Um, the truth is, is that I've always wanted to sort of write something like Motherland. And so I think I come across as a horrible kind of sneaky, crawly bum lick, as I think uh, I would have been called back in my school days. And um, perhaps Helen was slightly frightened of me and thought that I was being a stalker. But anyway, she's a really lovely person and do watch Motherland if you haven't watched it already and see if you can uh, identify with one of the particular mums or whether you're a little bit of all of them. And yeah, um, we'll be having more podcasts coming up. Please do like, review and subscribe because it makes a big difference. And um, I'll be trying to come up with something a bit more Christmassy in the following episodes. Um, I'm not a very Christmassy person, but this year I'm going to make an effort because everything's been so grim. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Thank you.